0: Hi, sick and wrong. This is Jenny Fishnets calling, sitting bare ass on St. James's face. Say hi, St. James. Hi,
1: G. Hi, Lance.
0: How does it smell down there?
1: Oh, wonderful. Thank you.
0: Calling, sitting bare ass on someone's face. It has been done. Activate Wackerly Horse Dick. Initiate Ju-Claw. Commence annoying commentary. Begin Geek Upload. System Check Complete. All systems operational in... 5... 4... 3... 2... 1... This is Sick and Wrong, the podcast.
2: Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one your host, T Simon.
3: And I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? Not a lot. What's up with you?
2: And, uh, you've been getting drunk watching the Olympics?
3: <laughs> the only thing I watched is synchronized diving, and that was because it was on at somebody's Apartment that I went over to.
2: I love how they always. Oh, so you weren't even at a bar watching Olympics. You were at someone's home watching the Olympics.
3: I was at a bar during the opening ceremonies. I was at a couple bars, and they kept turning it off.
2: <laughs> Why were they disgusted by uh, Mary Poppins' victory over Voldemort?
3: Um, the one bar you know they they're putting on the airs that uh oh at night this is a dance club not a sports bar so they actually turned the tv off and then they closed this door so you couldn't see the tv but i but the, who are they fooling i knew it was back there calling to me <laughs> i just love how they play,
2: how they play the olympics at bars cuz so here we are you know swilling poison And we're just unhealthy, fat, slovenly Americans just watching people that are just, like, healthy play games. Like, ridiculous games. They're not even really
3: games, are they?
2: I I don't know. Badminton's a game. Badminton shouldn't even be a sport. I don't even understand why (laughs) it's even in the Olympics.
3: How hard could it be? I, I can, I I mean, you're, you're, I... I get your point that we're sitting here drinking at the bar, watching sports. But I can fucking play badminton pretty drunk, and I have.
2: Same with me. That's why I just don't consider like, you know, the the pole vaulting and the uh, the high jump and all that shit that they do. I can't do that. You know, uh, diving off of uh, you know di- the, the the whatever the high dives. I can't do that either. Fencing. I'm not good at fencing. I could try fencing drunk, but I couldn't. do I don't do know that if you know this
3: about me, but I am pretty good at the pommel horse. <laughs> <laughs> you can lie. You can lie about that to girls because there's never a pommel horse just li- sitting around that you would have to like demonstrate your skills on. You're just like, if one was here, I would sh- blow your fucking panties off, bitch. But
2: luckily, luckily, there there's no one here, so. <laughs> so your
3: panties can stay on your body.
2: So yeah, yeah. I'm gonna spare you. <laughs> my routine but you're lucky because you'd be butt naked ready to go if you saw me spin around the pommel horse
3: you can't say that you're like a really good long jumper because then they will be like well we'll just jump really far then let me let's see it and then you're like oh well not right now
2: you know what's kind of bullshit is they have all these sports like uh you know women's track and field male track and field women's basketball male basketball how come they don't have male synchronized swimming don't they no, they don't, and that's a sport I could really get into.
3: What about just, what about just ed sport fucking? I would watch that.
2: <laughs> I, I do. It's uh, it's uh, it's called RedTube.com. You ever watch that? It's, it's, right, that's my own personal. I, I haven't Olympics. seen
3: the I haven't seen the award ceremony <laughs> podium.
2: So the other day on Thursday, I was at the bar watching the Olympics. Actually. I met up with a podcast fan named Justin and his girlfriend, Kim, and uh, we, we met at the drawing room in uh, Los Feliz, which was surprisingly packed at like 3.30 in the afternoon. It's one of those bars that just has the dank. Like, you wouldn't even know it's daylight outside because there's no windows. Right. And you open up the. You've been there before, haven't you? Probably. And you go in there and it's just dank. But yeah, the whole bar was uh, pretty packed with just uh, career alcoholics, which is Nice. nice. But um, Justin and Kim actually had an extra ticket to go see the season finale taping of Californication. That was, you, you know that show with David Duchovny?
3: I believe I've watched an episode or two.
2: You know, I watched the first season, and I know people love that show. Uh, pe- people have even sent us clips about when, uh, I guess he says, like, sick and wrong. Like, during an episode, they keep saying sick and wrong. And I am familiar with that show. I just find it just the whole concept of it to be retarded
3: and arrogant. Isn't it based on David Duchovny's real life? Like, isn't he a sex addict in real life? So he made a he produces a show about himself being a sex addict. It's a little narcissistic. I think
2: that was a PR move, but I think what it is, it's a writer who's idealizing his lifestyle. Like he's, he's just a nerdy writer, but he's wishes, his wish fulfillment would be that he is this like dashing, you know, David Duchovny, You know, handsome uh, writer that just has sex with twenty year olds,
3: which does (laughs) not happen. That's pretty much every TV show, right? I mean, even Louis C.K.'s show, where he his all of his stand up comedy is about how he's a big fat disgusting piece of shit. Yet on his show, he's constantly having sex with twenty year olds.
2: He's picking up Parker Posey as if that would happen. I guess
3: she's what thirty something.
2: I don't know, but. Yeah, David Duchovny, he's an attractive guy, and I bet you, I mean, that guy is a famous actor. I'm sure he bangs a lot really? of, like, you young 20s. 20... You
3: find him attractive?
2: He's a good-looking guy. I bet you that guy bangs some... I mean, the, 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 the woman that uh, he was with at, this, at the taping was amazing. He just an incredible-looking chick, which I imagine that guy does get a lot of ass, but do we need to see it? Probably. Does it need to be rubbed in our faces? That's why, that's why I hate that show.
3: The lesson is that it does. I don't that's know. What it's people want to watch.
2: But anyway, so the, the season finale, it was a, supposed to be like a concert. It was at the Greek, which is like an amphitheater um, over here by Griffith Park. And uh, we went over there, and they had um, Tim Minchin, the English-Australian comedian, sing songs about gingers. Like he sang, sang a song called Prejudice, where he saying gingers can only call each other ginger, and we're not allowed to do
3: that. Hmm. Which, I don't know this guy you're talking about.
2: He's a good comedian, actually. I think if Russell Brand had talent, he would be like Tim Minchin. Tim Minchin's like Russell Brand with actual talent.
3: Um, Maybe he's just like Russell Brand, but he's not yet overexposed.
2: That could be, too. Although he... he, I mean, uh, well, I'm going to end this show with one of his songs called uh, Inflatable... I think it's called Inflatable Woman. Inflatable You. Inflatable You. And yeah, it really demonstrates his skill on the piano. Um, But he... Anyway, he opened the show... And he was playing as a, uh, this, uh, this fictitious character named Atticus Finch, like this rocker guy. And Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols was there, and he like, introduced them. And so meanwhile, it's like you know, David Duchovny is off, uh, off on stage left, just hanging out, watching you know, as if he got like, hooked up tickets at the show. And then Marilyn Manson was the uh, headliner. And so Marilyn Manson came out and did a couple songs. Still looking hefty, that guy. Looks like a fat goth chick. Why doesn't he much. just
3: get a personal trainer? He's rich.
2: <laughs> you know, I heard a rumor that, that he's not rich anymore. That he lives in like a two-bedroom apartment off of Sunset. But I don't know. Do you how, believe this rumor? How can that be when this, this guy... How much do you think Marilyn Manson was paid to do two songs for the season finale of Californication? He just walked out, did two songs, said... I think he said something along the lines of, I don't even watch this show. Or I don't even <laughs> watch this fucking show or something. And then just left. I bet she paid 100000 hundred. Even if you didn't do
3: that, though, I mean, those st- it just doesn't get royalties from all the songs that are out there being played on the radio. How do you, often do you ever... does the radio play? It? Yeah, how
2: know. often do you ever even hear Marilyn... When, when's the last time you heard anything about Marilyn Manson? Is when he still relevant?
3: Those, when you made those JPEGs. <laughs> 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 Eating Subway. So.
2: I forgot about that. That was good. One of my, uh, <laughs> my viral attempts to at just... Just go completely unappreciated. Um, that was good. That was kind of along the lines of the Jesus one. Remember the Jesus one. Isn't
3: he married to a chick who's on uh, the True Bloods?
2: <laughs> I, you know, I don't, Isn't no, she bringing him no, home to no. bacon? Evan Rachel Wood. He used to be, but I don't think he's no. married to her anymore. I think uh, I think now he's just married to like heroin and hot dogs. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it that's a good mix heroin and hot dogs i think that that works anyway it was a good night though i mean we got to see this show for free hang out and uh justin was a pretty rad dude his girlfriend's pretty cool but he brought something interesting to my attention about the olympics that i never even thought about and it's the fact that do you know countries pay the athletes when they win gold medals you get paid
3: per medal did you know that i I didn't know this till this week when I heard it on the radio, but it's even more confusing than that to me. I mean, I, cause like the metal is worth something, right? It's gold. <laughs> oh, Actually, yeah, I heard there's man. not, it's not much real gold. It's like a little tiny amount of real gold, but was, nonetheless,
2: but they're not boiling it down and selling it. Making I chance
3: <laughs> If I was if I was sucking dick for crack, I might boil down my metal first. Well, I you wonder about like how do those guys
2: make a living? Like you, you've spent your entire fucking life training for this for this these events that only occur every four you know four years. How what do you do? Like how do you support yourself while you're training?
3: Well, Kobe seems to do all right.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs> but that okay. That's another thing. A lot of people have just huge hard-ons for this. Like, it's supposed to be an amateur sport. Like, who cares? I really don't give a shit. Like, they're not supposed to get uh, endorsement deals until after they're not in the Olympics anymore. They're not allowed to get paid in the off-season. I mean, it's not like anybody wants to pay to see pole vaulters when it's not the Olympics anyways, but nonetheless.
2: Because no one cares about these sports, really. They're archaic well i think the thing is if they were on more i mean track and field's on espn no one fucking watches it we don't care
3: but i mean the fact sometimes you'll see swimming too you'll see off-season swimming and like what oh there's a bunch of adults in a pool why aren't they drinking beer
2: (laughs) now if they were swimming in beer i'd watch that um or just vodka uh, the only direct income a few Olympians receive for their competition is from corporate sponsorships. Uh, for an A-list Olympian like Michael Phelps, he makes a lot of money from uh, companies like Speedo. He got, uh, Speedo paid him a million dollars for breaking uh, like several Olympic records.
3: But this so is I guess, what, I, what I'm saying is uh, there's a lot of people, like the, the hardcore Olympics fans, who are unhappy about that.
2: What that he's uh, that he receives any money from Speedo for any kind of right because he's he's
3: no longer an amateur you know he's no longer in it purely for the athletic glory and pro- prowess yeah but I possesses. think you I mean
2: in the same age you expect these people to uh, have some kind of financial like benefit from being in the Olympics or being an athlete I mean how how are you well, some supposed people
3: to- some people don't I don't care I think they should get paid I guess but look at but Bruce Jenner people-
2: he was in the Wheaties box. That was in the eighties. Now,
3: now he's like in Kardashian hell for his to pay for his crimes <laughs> for the rest of his life.
2: So all U.S. athletes earn medal bonuses from the U.S. Olympics Committee for each model, for each medal won. Uh, the committee pays American medal winners twenty five grand for gold, fifteen grand for silver, ten grand for bronze. Some countries, though not all, pay athletes similar medal bonuses. Uh, Italy and Russia. They pay 135 grand for gold. 81 for uh, Italy and Russia. 81 for silver. <laughs> yeah, but do they
3: pay, pay in rubles or dollars? Or are you giving uh, me the dollar equivalent? I'm
2: giving you dollar equivalent here. Oh, okay. And uh, 54 grand for bronze. So it's uh, 81 for silver and 54 grand for bronze. So this, um, is even,
3: this is even more odd to me. Because I thought when I heard, okay, they're getting paid, then I thought, okay, you know, you get a medal and then there's a check that comes with it. Like, if you win the boxing match or something, you know, the Caesars Palace gives you the the money that you won. And they still keep some money from all the ticket sales and everything, right? And they make money on the deal well, Yeah, that's how it works. But this is like... So what if... You know, what if Ryan Lochte... You know, his mom, I read this morning that his mom's house is getting foreclosed on. What if he really was, like, kind of destitute... And he's a really good swimmer, but he only gets bronze because some water gets into his eye or whatever. And like he really needed the money to survive on. And then the American Olympic Committee is going to be like, well, we we would have this money to give you if you would have gotten gold. But uh, you didn't. You only got bronze. So here's 100 bucks. I know you're going to go live in the homeless shelter now, but we're going to keep this like 25 grand because, you know, didn't quite swim good enough. Well,
2: what about the athletes Ta-ta. that don't even make it? That don't even place? What do they get?
3: Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it should be like Jeopardy. You should go into the negative and have to like pay them. Well, it says pay that the that.
2: U.S. Uh, does pay travel expenses for the athletes, but some countries don't even pay for travel expenses. Like, you know what I'm wondering? What do you think? How do you think China rewards their athletes? Uh. <laughs>
3: Extra helping of dog meat
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I wonder it's like, okay, you won that event, so now we're not going to chop off your ankle like I, I wonder <laughs> what they do. It's just like you know, and do they reward them with like uh you know genetic testing or something like they're going to uh extract pieces of their DNA because now they can make super athletes
3: That's a reward or that's the punishment
2: I think it's both i don't th- I don't think they do get rewarded there
3: um, I must.
2: Well, I don't know the humans. Mention human beings
3: respond to uh, you know
2: positive uh, reinforcement. What do you
3: call them? What do you call those well, positive reinforcement? Incentives. But, well, yeah, Incentives. but
2: uh, but I, I think they're rewarded. Just you've won the gold. You've got recognition from the state. The governing body has recognized maybe they paint you.
3: maybe they paint a giant picture of your face on the side of a building. Communists seem to like that, right? <laughs>
2: so, have you noticed all the controversy? Surrounding the swim sensation, they call her the Mandarin Mermaid uh, Yi It's the
3: it's the London Olympics, so we're going to be saying controversy. Controversy. <laughs> the controversy
2: surrounding yes. mermaid Mandarin Mermaid Yi <laughs> win.
3: Um, I want to come down on the side of I am against mermaids being in the Olympics. <laughs> it should be humans only.
2: But you know what? I'm I'm surprised actually. Like, what would happen if? Uh, the Chinese has started, you know, experimenting with, like, fish gills and whatever, and, like, fused this young girl's legs together, and then just mm-hmm. somehow, like, made it scaly, and then she, she had, like, the body of a mermaid. Would they let her compete? Because they let other deformed athletes compete. What about the guy, uh, Oscar Pretorius, with the cheetah legs?
3: Yes, yeah, so that is a little bit confusing, isn't it?
2: And the blind guy that won the archery competition, which is just completely fucked, in my opinion.
3: What about? I, I mean, what if I just chop off my legs and put wheels on there? I bet you I could go faster than Usain Bolt if I had to with wheels.
2: Well, what I don't get about it is, don't we have Special Olympics that are specially manufactured for these special people?
3: I think the Special Olympics are for developmentally disabled people. Okay, well, there's they
2: have something called the Paralympics too. Have you heard that? Yes. It's for paraplegics. That's,
3: that's for people. Yeah, that's for people with no legs. But apparently not now. Well, okay. Well, what's
2: going on here? So that's what I'm saying. Like you know, people people are accusing. So Chinese swimmer Yi Xuan, uh, she won the Olympic gold in the women's 400 meter individual medley, but by, by something more than a second off the world re- record. And she actually swam the last leg, last 50 meters, faster than Ryan Lochte, the uh, men's winner, which is unheard. Yes, of. I saw that. I mean, people are blown away by it. So then, immediately now, do they swim
3: through? This is like where they swim through, like frozen vegetable medley. Like, there's some peas and some <laughs> carrots, lima beans, a green bean or two, or maybe a pearl onion.
2: I wish they would do that. You know, they don't do that. I mean, why I do think... they call it the medley? Because there's like four or five different swimmers swimming in that in that, in that competition. But are they I...
3: playing a? Uh, uh, a Weird owl <laughs> accordion medley in the background as they do that.
2: They should do that if they're actually going to properly use that term. Swimming could be so much more interesting, though.
3: I don't, and I don't think it's four or five different swimmers. Mean that's a relay. Medley I thought there was a medley, else. or is a medley? When I think you medleys do, where you have to do the
2: different strokes. Yeah, the different strokes. That's what it is. That's what I'm saying.
3: <laughs> they throw, they throw Gary Coleman in the pool, and you have to go down to the bottom and get him. <laughs> And they play that different stroke song. So she, you know, she won
2: this event. She shattered the record. And now people are, um, you know, screaming. She's, you know, this is another doping controversy. Like uh, China's been doping their athletes. They've been using steroids. And then other people have come out and saying, actually, they're not using. Because she was tested. and She tested negative for any kind of growth hormone or any kind of steroid. But now they're claiming that China is genetically engineering superior
3: athletes. <laughs> Through a breeding program? Or, I don't know. You, uh, some you, you type wonder. Of, some type of X Men operation.
2: Well, they, they say that. Uh, so now there's like um, some focus going on here on the training techniques of Chinese athletes. And uh, they say, well, uh, Yi Xuan's performance may not have been drug enhanced. Uh, she and her ti- teammates have been manufactured like automatons on a uh, human production line forged by training techniques that many say border on torture. So it's interesting to me how these athletes are developed. Like Ryan Lochte, American athlete, or Michael Phelps. When do you think that guy started training?
3: Oh, probably from a young age. (laughs) Probably more than like, you know, a year ago.
2: Well, they say here in China, children as young as six are tested for size, fitness, and skill as part of a national talent identification strategy. With a population of 1.3 billion people to choose from, more than 400,000 children are selected and sent to 3,000 sports schools or boot camps. And there, they're, they're subjected to grueling daily training and strict diets, and some are even doped with uh, hormone injections. They're separated from their families for weeks or months on end, and they're brainwashed into believing they have one purpose only, and that is to win the gold.
3: I think that happens to American athletes too. I mean maybe not at that age, but everything but, except for the hormone injections. Yeah, but you you're, you're allowed like, to
2: see your family. Oh, I mean I didn't aren't, hear it that seems part. like I was it's, not listening. Well, it seems like the coaches are all, you know, are almost too involved in the development of their kid. Did you see that uh, that American gymnast, like her parents that are watching her routine and it's hilarious. Like I know it was on the video was on the internet. They're watching his daughter on like the parallel bars or whatever the fuck, uneven bars or whatever. And they're, they're standing in the, they're in the stands and they're just like, you know, like yelling all the different moves she needs to do. Right. Did you, did you see that couple? Yes that's
3: what when, i'm saying I mean, you, you do the same thing
2: well yeah that but we're allowed to <laughs> do like, that the
3: parents are super super involved too like you gotta spend your whole life watching your kid fucking tumbling it's annoying as fuck and then once you get to the olympics you're like she better fucking win but I'm in china pissed.
2: you're just torn away from your parents when you're like six and not allowed to see them <laughs> i wonder i wonder what they do if they uh, just like hold a gun up the to the government is head. your
3: parent now. <laughs>
2: Each school specializes in certain sports. So there's a gymnastics, diving school, volleyball, badminton, and table tennis school.
3: Table tennis has been in it for a couple of years, right? I don't. Or is this the first year?
2: No, I think it's been there for a while. Like I don't understand yeah. why is that a sport.
3: I guess it's not. It's every two years, right? Whatever round round yeah, of Olympics.
2: They have badminton. They have table tennis. Why not then arm wrestling
3: or darts? I'm pro arm, arm. I'm pro arm wrestling. I'm pro darts too. I mean, it's I mean, like, they, darts has an even bigger argument. They have, I mean, they have archery. Yeah, darts I, is the same thing. I, it's like mini archery. You know, I, I don't is. get,
2: I don't get why they, they table they tennis have that. is
3: like mini tennis and darts is mini archery that you can play in a bar.
2: So there's been these photos. Have you seen them on the internets? about with those little tiny Chinese gymnasts just crying while someone's standing on their
3: legs. You seen that? No, I haven't seen that. That That's sounds like something would be right up my alley, though.
2: Well, they're just showing, they're saying that there are pictures of kids being made to do handstands for 30 minutes at a time to improve balance and endurance. They're like six years
3: old. Uh, I don't want to do any of that, even at, you know, my ripe old age now. But even when I was 20 or 18, I wouldn't want to do that. I don't think this, Olympi- I don't think this Olympic career thing is worth it. Even if you're an American, you're not in a, in a torture camp.
2: Well, I don't get about it, though. It's like playing sports in college. Unless you're, like, you know, an exceptional athlete that's going to go on to a pro career in, like, basketball or football, why would you do any other sport in college? I don't know. I I just don't get it. You
3: can't go out and drink. You're like, I gotta go practice my swinging around on rings. Or,
2: like, crew team. Like, what? We're we're going to the bar. People that row boats, the crew team. Like, what the fuck? Like, I I had a roommate my freshman year. The guy had to get up at 4.30 in the morning. And meanwhile, like, I was just getting to bed. Yeah, like, what in the fuck? Yeah, like, th- no, this is what you're supposed to do in college. You're supposed to be up till three in the morning, wasted, smoking weed. You don't get up at 4.30 a.m. to go row a boat on a freezing cold river. Who does that? I don't know. And what benefit do you get? Dude,
3: maniacs not... do that. People with brain brain damage do that.
2: Well, same with these Olympians, though. I mean, okay, so what are they getting? Like, these Chinese kids... What happens when they, after, you know, four years, you don't win the gold? Then what are you? Just an outcast? What else can you do? You have no yeah. social
3: skills. Untouchable.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, your your tolerance for drinking is probably nothing. It's probably nil, so you have one beer and make an ass of yourself. People don't even want to hang out with you. No. You know, I'm, I don't know. But yeah, I don't, I don't get what these Olympic athletes do. And it's funny, like, we, we care about them. During the like, every four years, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, like, Ryan Lochte, he's a he's a... Rockstar, this guy's amazing two months from now october 15th no one's even gonna remember who that guy is
3: well um phelps kept his name in the paper by ripping bong hits on camera <laughs> 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 you'll remember after the last olympics you can always do that the interesting thing about china is i i actually don't think if you polled americans on the whole like Like you pulled everybody who lived in America, and you had them rate from one to ten how much they give a shit about the Olympics. I think it would be like a one. Yeah, I I mean the new the the, the networks go crazy because it finally gives them something to do that's like not the same old thing that they do every day. You know, playing everybody loves Raymond on a fucking continuous loop seven days a week. Uh. So you kind of because it's in your face in the media, you think it's a big deal, but really, if you talk to your friends, nobody gives a fuck.
2: But it used to be—I think it used to be a bigger deal, especially when it comes to uh, nations and uh, you know jingoists. Well, you have- and
3: that's the, the point I was going to make is I think that China you know, you read news coming out of China or NPR will interview somebody like a Chinese correspondent and they really believe that if they want to win a bunch of medals, it shows how great of a country China is. And dear Mr. Chinese population, I would like to say, no, it doesn't. (laughs) If you have one person who's really good at swimming, you still have billions of people who are starving and living in a ditch. (laughs) Like, the, the, the good swimmer does not... Cancel out the ditch people.
2: I think it's just bragging rights for the ruling elite. They just want to say we've dominated America. And I guess like through, but I mean, through like for decades, America just housed China. And now yeah, it's we like.
4: Have, I, we have food. It helps
3: it helps for athletic development when you have food.
2: Well, no, I think now China's taken this seriously. Now they've adopted the Cold War training techniques that Russia used to use back in the day. Remember that? They're, they're, they're talking about a rivalry. Hmm. Back in the well, 80s, that,
3: that was back when we thought every Russian wanted to murder us, and we did in fact want to murder every Russian. But
2: yeah, but that's when the Olympics mattered because you're like, even
3: Yakov Smirnov was on thin ice. Like when he would go out and do his comedy routine, there was always a chance that the crowd was going to come up and murder him.
2: Well, do you remember you yelling and getting so excited at the TV when you saw Rocky knock out
3: Drago? Yeah, I still do that when we watch <laughs> that movie. <laughs> like,
2: Take back, Rocky America. I think yeah. that's what's coming down to, because we had Nazis. Remember when like, they used to let Hitler compete and like, the Nazis compete in the Olympics? And it's like, all right, now we're going against <laughs> the crowds.
3: Gr- Hitler was great at the floor routine in gymnastics. <laughs> you remember that? should see him awesome. on a pommel horse. He was impeccable.
2: But now it's like, then we had Russia, and then Russia's been gone. So the Olympics have been kind of been boring. Now it's China. Now it's just China, U.S. And I think, last time I saw the tallies, I think we're actually beating them in gold medal count. I hope so. So now the superhuman performances of Team China, 2012, have raised speculation about a new form of performance enhancement with sinister echoes in Nazi Germany. Eugenics policies, gene doping. Gene doping could see athletes injecting lab-fabricated DNA into their bodies through a carrier, like a virus, to stimulate the the, uh, production of muscle-growing hormones or red blood cells that shuttle oxygen to muscles. And if you ask me, if we're going to allow blind people in the Olympics or people with uh, stumps and those cheetah legs why not have genetically enhanced athletes I think we should make full mutants that's how this sport would be interesting (laughs) they are kind of mutants
3: anyway alright for the video of the week you have to go back and get that Dennis Miller Kevin Nealon Saturday Night Live bit the all drug Olympics (laughs) I
2: forgot about that that's going to be the bit of (laughs) the week I'm just saying if China's already starting this Well, this is kind of an arms war here. We need to start manufacturing
3: our own mutated athletes that can... I, I would watch that. Uh, much more enthusiastically than the normal Olympics. I, that's the thing. No, normals I, like, are
2: boring. Normals are, it, normals are boring, and they make me feel bad about myself because I'll watch it and I'll right. be like, you know, God, I am a fat piece of shit sitting here drinking. Yeah, you're like, if bar. that
3: guy's normal, then what the fuck am I? Subnormal.
2: But if you see someone like, you know, did you see that picture of the guy, the weightlifter with those insane thighs that are just like fucking huge and deformed
3: looking? If you he's make, not a weightlifter, he's a, he's a bicycle sprinter. A sprinter, exactly.
2: That guy, I'd look at that guy and be like, whoa, that guy, I'd never be like that guy. He's a mutant freak, and look at him compete. He's nearly
3: a mutant, yeah.
2: You know, that's what I want to see more of, and that's when the Olympics will get more interesting. And then we'll see, because once China steps up the game, which they've already been doing, like Yi Xun, I don't even, what, what, she, what is that androgyne? Like, I can't even tell what sex she is.
3: Well, if you're, if you're well, that helps, because if you're a female and you just make it past birth... That's kind of like winning the Chinese female Olympics. Like <laughs> so maybe sort of looking like a man, boy, male, uh, helps in that regard, just to get out the gate.
2: Well, it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen uh, four years from now, when China unveils their, like... I bet you they'll have, like, human swimmers with gills. I don't know. I wouldn't Never mind have come up air. That,
3: They'd be They'd be good at the Gary Col- bobbing for Gary Coleman event.
2: Well, we'll have to see. How much longer do we have to deal with these Olympics?
3: I have no idea. (laughs) I I I would assume a couple weeks.
2: Does it last a month? I thought it was like a two-week thing.
3: Oh, maybe this is the last week?
2: I don't know. I'm already over it. Who cares? So, people, this is episode uh, 341 Here is Sick and Wrong. Uh, Quick recap of last... Or, actually, last week's show, we had an interview. But the week before, episode 339, we did two stories. One about a guy who used a Pomeranian dog as a weapon... And the second story was about an Indian chastity belt. Um, that, that story won. That, that, that story won episode 339. So apparently Indian chastity belts are quite sick and wrong. Mm. People, you know the way the show works. Wacken, Wackerly and I present the most disturbing news items of the week here on the show. Audience votes when it gets a sick and wrong care package. You can send your stories, podcast com. You can submit them via Facebook or via Twitter, and, uh, yeah, we, we will consider your, uh, your entry. Before we get to our articles for this week's show here, episode 341, here's a word from our sponsor, Audible.com.
0: Audible.com is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today.
5: Every night with my star friends,
4: we eat caviar.
2: All right, the first story that we received here uh, comes in from Rich, Rich from Madison. He writes, I'm sure Wackerly has done this at least once or twice. I don't know if you have, but it'd be kind of cool if you you have. So what he's referring to here is a uh, Boulder police said that a man urinated on a woman at the bar after she rejected his sexual advances.
3: I've never done that. (laughs) (laughs) How many
2: times have you wanted to? Doesn't really turn me on. Yeah, but I don't think this is a, I don't think he did this as like a, to heighten his passion or to, to become stimulated sexually. I think he did this as a, like, some kind of drunken revenge. Like, fuck you, he's bitch. Marking
3: his territory.
2: Well, I think he's just like, you know, okay, if you're not going to let me have sex with you, I'm just going to pee on you.
3: Next best thing, I guess.
2: That's what's great about having male genitalia is we can weaponize our urine. Whereas it does a, come
3: in quite handy.
2: Well, a woman would have to like, sit on you in order to do it.
3: That's kind of sexy.
2: Yeah, that's actually kind of hot. Um, but yeah, you know, it is interesting when you advance, you make some kind of like forward gesture towards a woman and she just completely, just coldly rejects it. How do, what do you do? Do you just kind of hang your head and leave in shame? I pretend you, like see, I wasn't
3: actually talking to her. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Get away from me, asshole. I wasn't talking to you, bitch. <laughs> I'm on my phone.
2: <laughs> it would have been great though if this guy like actually pulled out his dick and was just like you're a bitch and like did the little dick voice you know while he's holding his cock and if he I it's mean, better
3: if you have a, it's actually one of the few times it's better to have a foreskin because you can you can like stretch it like it's can talking make mouth
2: move yeah you can like stretch yeah. it like lips
4: you have no idea what you're missing out on
3: I leave There's a you whole with lot of
4: smegma in here, and it's all
3: for you. <laughs> Too bad you'll never get it.
2: So the woman told police that she was standing next to the bar at Shooters Grilling Bar here. Gotta in, be a good uh, place Boulder, when Colorado. it's called Shooters. You know, I bet you every small town across this country has a bar called Shooters.
3: I also like how they f- they forego the common. Parlance of bar and grill, and call theirs grill. the grill and bar, and just bar, to be yeah. assholes. Fuck off, shooters. But doesn't
2: this sound like the kind of place? Like in the Midwest, you go right after work, you have hot wings, pitchers of definitely beer, definitely hot wings. Your waitress is named Tracy. she's got big. You want me to run hair? down the
3: entire menu? Hot wings, <laughs> jalapeno poppers, poppers, cheese sticks, potato skins, fries, regular and curly. Am i missing anything.
2: Uh, what about sweet Some, potato fries?
3: I'll probably have sweet potato fries. Some type of giant bread ball of melted cheese.
2: Yeah, there's got to be ranch dressing, just a plenty. Like you can get, you can dip anything that you eat there in ranch dressing. And they usually have. Give you I, told like you my, have I told
3: you my latest mission. <laughs> First of all, let me tell you the. <laughs> you know, here's the state of ranch. I don't know if people know this. But I went to a baseball game a month, several months ago, maybe a couple months ago. Did you know that at the baseball stadium, you get your hot dog and your fries, and then you go to the condiments table, and they have the giant pump machine of ketchup and the giant pump machine of mustard. mustard yeah. They've got a little bowl of onions and maybe a pump of uh, relish. Now... They have a giant blue canister, light blue canister, that's much larger than the ketchup and the mustard canister, and it's a giant ranch pump. Wow, when
2: did they uh, introduce the ranch pump?
3: That's the first time I've seen it. My friend took a photo of it. Maybe I could get the photo from him, and you could post it on the page or something. Wow, that's it's just That's the new like, thing.
2: Well, no, it's just funny. It's just like, we're going to give type 2 diabetes to everybody now. Right. With our
3: ranch gun. Somebody pointed out that... You know, ketchup isn't that great for you, but it doesn't have any... It's zero fat. And mustard also has no fat. no fat. They have a lot of sugar in them. They have calories. But uh, ranch is full of fat. I ranch mean, you could just, just eat that and actually survive.
2: Yeah, but you, could, you might as well just eat a stick of butter. Cause it's the same kind of thing, isn't it? Isn't, like, how much fat is in ranch dressing?
3: A shitload.
2: I mean, that's just basically what it is. Right. That's not what I always but, pictured fat to look like, just ranch dressing and cheese.
3: I mean, I love ranch dressing. But so this is my new so now that we've gotten ranch out there so it's just available in like industrial pump sizes uh my new mission in life is the promotion of Thousand Island which is just
2: ranch dressing and ketchup right
3: No it's uh I think it's mayonnaise and ketchup with some relish with some relish thrown in
2: what Is that what is that? I thought it was like oh, so it was just it's mayonnaise mixed with ketchup and just a little bit of relish it's disgusting It's great it's the best dressing. Ah, I can't. I can't do Thousand
3: Island dressing. I hate whatever fucking though. whatever fucking raspberry vinaigrette, man. Why don't you like grow, oh, grow some bigger labia?
2: No, I like ranch dressing. I'm a huge fan, especially. Uh, that's that's what's funny about uh, people from the Midwest. It's like you you come out here, you do pizza and ranch dressing is good.
3: Pizza and ranch dressing is good.
2: It is a damn... The, the two go very well together, and they're well suited for each other, and they taste great. But out here, have you noticed like, people do them like, oh my god, really? You're doing that? That's disgusting. Like, why would you do that? And so it's like, well, why wouldn't I do that?
3: I've had like several, I'm like i from the Midwest, and I do what I want, especially when it comes to food.
2: I was, with a, I was with a girlfriend, and one of her friends, some guy, and he was like, yeah, that's like the fat girl surprise. It's like what 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 do you call it, ranch dressing on pizza? Is it do only fat girls eat that?
3: I don't know. When it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to that shit. I mean putting just put like grape jelly on your pizza whatever. The way you get fat is be, by eating 16 pieces of pizza. I don't care if like you got the light pizza, no sauce, pesto, you know, uh shitty pizza special. If you eat five or ten pieces of it, that's how you get fat.
2: Exactly. it's, it's moderation, you'll be fine.
3: So anyway, I, bet, I bet... My it, new thing is Thousand Island. And the fact that you don't like it just proves that I have a, the mission ahead of me is worthwhile. I'll get you... Yeah, like. yeah
2: ride that rocket there, wackily. Um. <laughs> so Shooter's Grill and Bar, I'm sure, has plenty of Thousand Island dressing and ranch dressing available if you ask for it. By the bucket. By the bucket, I'm sure. All right next to the puke bucket... That you're gonna use, you're gonna need later at the end of the night. So, this woman here was standing next to the bar at Shooter's Grill and Bar uh, when a man, later identified as Timothy Payez, uh, 22 years old, came up behind her and just put his arm around her. The woman turned around and said, um, Really? And pushed his arm off of her. So, so, has that approach ever worked for anybody? Like, actually walking up and touching a woman like that? Like, do you think even, I mean, I'm sure if you're Daniel Craig, you could probably just walk, put your arm around a woman, and then, like, go and, and, and rut with her outside. I mean, I'm sure that would work. But I think, like, with me or you, do you think that would ever work with, like, a normal person?
3: I mean, if your ultimate aim is to get pepper sprayed in the face, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just
2: wonder, like, this guy must have been extremely wasted. It was only, like, 11.45 on Saturday, so he must have been, he must have started early. Um... <laughs> But I, I mean, I can understand where he's coming from—not not the actual uh, physical violation here—but I can understand when you get to that point of inebriation where, in your mind, you think you're suave and you think what you're saying is funny and original, but yet it just comes out as like a slurred mess to like the girl who's only had maybe two drinks. Have you ever been in that situation where you walk up? I was I was with P Town and we were both wasted, and P Town like there is this group of girls that were saying by. We we're at. Uh, some Mexican bar down here, and there a group of girls standing, standing right next to us, and they're super hot. And he's like, "Go talk to him, go talk to him." He like just kind of pushed me into this one girl, and so right. I started like kind of chatting with her. And I was way too drunk to follow their conversation, and I must have asked her like probably three times, like, "So, what do you do for a living?" Thinking I'm you know being <laughs> suave and uh, sexy, and then she like called me on it. She was like, "You know, that's the third time you asked me about it. I'm a fucking school teacher." And then I looked at her and I was like you know I I'm too drunk to even try to talk to you. I'm, I'm excuse me. Let's pretend this this whole conversation never occurred. I'm going to go over there now. And I just left, which is I think what you should do. And I think this guy just was beyond that point of reasoning where he's like, you know, you know in your mind where you're just like, you know, I bet you if I put my arm around this girl, she's going to be totally into it. Next thing you know, we're going to be making out. And I bet you like I think he was beyond the point of having that like conscience to say Dude, no! That's a stupid idea. That's not going to happen. You're going to get pepper
3: sprayed. Right. He know? went to the dark side instead. He went the to dark-er the dark side. side.
2: And uh, yeah, and that's what happened. So, according to police, a few seconds later, after she pushed his arm off, the woman said she felt some sort of liquid hitting her leg. She initially thought that uh, Pays was spilling his beer on her, but when she turned around, she told police she saw Pays with his penis exposed, urinating all over her legs. <laughs> I wonder if he was yeah.
3: like, I wonder if he was beer, saying The anything. beer is usually cold and the <laughs> urine is warm, so that, that should have been her first tip off.
2: I wonder, but you know, she's probably wearing shorts.
3: Yeah, that's you know, booty shorts. Worse.
2: Yeah, I just wonder if he was saying anything or if he was just like teetering back and forth and like barely maintaining his balance, just coating her legs in urine. Yeah, of know. course. I would be singing something. It's Rain and Man, or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Calm and Mellow Yellow. It's just something. I mean, I think you could make it.
3: You got Ooh. any more P songs there for me? I was liking that. I'm out of it.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of. <laughs> don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> do, do, do. TLC? Got that one? That's a, that's a good one, actually. That, that...
3: <laughs> or, uh,. If you wanted to take her to Brown Town, you could do that landslide <laughs> song by Fleetwood Mac. That's it. I, I just shit all over the girl when she rejects my advances. I find that works much better.
2: Well, I know that's the thing. It's like this girl's so upset that she got peed on. And what if he like would have taken a turd and just like threw it in the back of her head? <laughs> now there's a story. Um, the bar staff, quote unquote, escorted Pays outside. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he was forcibly ejected. Uh, They contacted a nearby police officer. The police officer said that he was visibly intoxicated and most of his answers were unintelligible. Yeah, I would have loved to have heard his justification for peeing on this girl's legs. Well, she's shaped like a urinal. (laughs) I just wonder, like, what what would you say?
3: (laughs) She was chewing gum that smelled like a urinal cake. Yeah, I was confused.
2: I've been drinking, officer.
3: Now, what if I'm in the bar at the same time and I want to get a drink? Or, do they have to shut the bar down because some guy pee- peed all over it, or can I still get a couple shooters at shooters?
2: I'm sure you could just go to the other end of the bar, and they probably just <laughs> throw some disinfectant. Some, uh, There's no him.
3: hazmat uh, evacuation re- required.
2: Uh, the officer said that Pays admitted to urinating on someone, but could not clearly say who. At one point, he thought he had urinated on another male, but then he retracted that statement because... That would have been homo gay. So uh, <laughs> I wonder if he was saying that. Like if he said that at first, and then he's like, "Well, wait a second, is that gay? What would Dean Lance think about that?"
3: Hmm. <laughs> is it I wish gay? I could call the show right now. <laughs> I
2: mean, excuse me, officer. I'm going to be right back here, calling the, the, the sick and wrong hotline. Is it gay for a man to pee on another man when he's really drunk, wackily at the bar?
3: Uh, no, not gay. How could you think, say that's not I think not the gay? dude's smart. I think the dude's smart because what he's, what he really, maybe he's not this smart, but if he was smart, <laughs> he would say, oh, I thought I peed on a guy. Because you want to avoid a sexual assault charge. You're going to get an assault charge, but you don't want a sexual assault charge means you got to do that thing where like you got to go to all your neighbors and, and tell them you're a sexual a sex offender. offender,
2: yeah. I mean, it's much more involved than just being like, oh, I'm just drunk and stupid, peeing on a guy. Yeah. Um, so it's not gay. Uh, Pays was arrested on suspicion of public indecency and harassment and taken into custody. Uh, his bond has not been set yet. So I don't know what's, you know, I think this guy needs to refine his. Uh, he needs to watch the pickup artist. Let Mystery teach him some uh, smoother techniques. Because I don't think people How long on a do you girl, think it's been
3: since this dude got laid?
2: I would say he got laid once and he paid for it.
3: That's a long time did. ago. Or he's been in a relationship for a long time, and he just got dumped or divorced, and then he went out and got really drunk and doesn't know how to talk to women anymore and got frustrated and angry.
2: Just completely,
3: yeah, just completely
2: forgot. Like, it, it all tact. Like, he doesn't remember. In my day,
3: is. it used to be cool to pee on a woman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's how we did it.
4: And we liked it.
2: I'm sure in some countries it's permissible. I bet you, in like in uh, there's certain countries in Africa, you can just do that. You just claim your territory. She's yours. Oh,
3: that's another song. The rains down in Africa. Shit.
2: That would have been good. I would have started singing Toto while I'm peeing. That's what I'm going to be doing from now on. Next time I pee on girl, I'm just going to be start, I'm just going to break into Toto.
3: See, I uh, I envision you say Africa, but I it would envision this being more of like an Uzbek. Eastern European type of tradition.
2: Yeah, I could see it working over there too. In
3: Uzbekistan, we pee on women all the time. They love it. We call it the marking of the
2: territory, the marking of the vagine. Women need to know that the place is to get peed on. (laughs) (laughs) So, what do you have here for the second story, (laughs) Rackley?
3: This one was sent in by Peter Gabriel, and uh, I'm dubbing it The Legend of the Sea Hag. Peter oh Gabriel. MRTs. Is that yeah, a, Is
2: that a Peter Gabriel song, Legend of the Sea Hag?
3: I don't think it's that Peter Gabriel. It's a different guy.
2: Oh, okay.
3: I don't think Peter Gabriel listens to the show. He's too busy saving monkeys or something. <laughs> Does he have any pee songs?
2: Any songs about piss?
3: Red Rain. Shit.
2: That was that's a Peter Gabriel song. Yeah, red. Oh, rain, red Remember? rain. Yeah, you're right. That's that's a, good a lot one. of P songs. I think you can almost say any. The Led Zeppelin has a song called the Rain Song.
3: Do they talk about rain in it though, or is that just the title? I forgot.
2: The Le- when the levee
3: breaks, when the levee
2: breaks, that's a good P song. That's a damn good P song. I'm going to be if thinking about is... this for the rest of the show now.
3: <laughs> Try I to best ever... you with
2: P songs.
3: Every song is about pee when you think about
2: it. (laughs) I I think any song could be interpreted to be a pee song.
3: Although, if if your pee is red, you have a problem. Can we agree about that? Yeah, that'd be bad. (laughs) There's never a good time for your pee to be red. Uh, Legend of the Sea Hag. Legend of the Sea Hag. (laughs)
2: Legend of the Sea Hag.
3: There's a woman in uh, Conk Key, Florida. One of the keys. Conk Key. Like Great. The conch another, shell, another
2: Florida story here.
3: The conch shell is the shell that you can turn into a horn, and and you can like raise up the Kraken, right? It's like,
2: pooh Oh yeah, and then the Kraken would uh, would be resurrected,
3: or some type of another mer creature, depending on which shell you get. Uh, she lives there. She's sixty two. She's dubbed the Sea Hag because of her weathered appearance. <laughs> <laughs> She's a Fisherwoman. <laughs> You already uh, know she's
2: not attractive if she's a fisherwoman. I've seen Deadliest Catch, and they have, like, one chick that's on one of the ships, and you're just like, Jesus Christ.
3: They still all bang the fuck out of her, though, because she's the only vagina there. Yeah. Not this one, though. Wait till I show you the picture of this, of the sea hag Carolyn Dukeshire. Uh, She's a fisherwoman, and everybody in her little town, neighborhood, calls her the sea hag, which can't be very... You know, that's got to hurt your feelings, especially if you're 62, no no, 62-year-old woman thinks she looks good. She doesn't need to be reminded by everybody calling her the sea hag every time she walks down the street or drives her boat down the canal. Do you think
2: there's any fishermen who live in the village have drink, like, you know, I one time drank six bottles of rum and I still couldn't get it up for the sea hag. Okay. Do, you, do, well, you think, do you think there's after stories? Six,
3: after six bottles of rum, you can't get it up for fucking Scarlet Johansson.
2: <laughs> no, but I mean, do you think there's any stories of like to, trying to like tr- take liquid courage in order to like shag the sea hag? I bet you there's like a mythology down
3: there. It's good luck. Yeah. If you can fuck the sea hag and live, you you have like <laughs> six years of good luck. So, yeah, uh, leave that to you, D. All right, I
2: might have to try this.
3: Yeah. She got into an uh, argument with her neighbor, uh, Mister Martin Mazer. He's sixty-four. You know, you live next to the sea hag. You're like, oh god, fucking sea hag! When you come out of your front door and like just makes a bad start to the day, and you see the sea hag, and you're like, well, now that I've fucking seen her and like lost my breakfast, uh, I might as well get her to like repair my crab traps, right? Because she's the sea hag. She might. Have, that seems like something she could do. Yeah, I was about to say. What else does the sea hag do? Um, well, she fishes herself, and she repairs fishing equipment. <laughs> That's her full range, and she wards off dudes that are trying to have sex with her for good luck. That's the three things she does. And so you pay her. To, you pay her to repair your fucking crab track, and she never fucking does it because the sea hag is kind of shiftless. Well, so so okay. They they
2: had a, he hired her to repair the crab traps. The sea hag just never, never actually I mean, accomplished I,
3: this. I don't think, I don't think he filled out like a W2 and like paid payroll tax on it. But yeah, he gave her some money.
2: Yeah, so yeah, you can't trust the sea hag.
3: No. And they, it, it was a long running argument. Like, you know, this, this happened like six months ago, he paid her to repair the goddamn crab trap and they're still not fixed. And he, she's still milling about showing her haggy face in his, pre, in, his in his premises, his presence. fighting off suitors. So one day, this past week, in fact, uh, Martin Mazur and his friend Casey Whippo and some other people, uh, they just came back from dinner at the Brass Monkey, which is a <laughs> restaurant or and or bar in Conk Key.
2: I'm loving the names of the, the taverns here in this episode of Sick and Wrong. We have Shooter's Grill and Bar, not Bar and Grill, Shooter's Grill and Bar, and the Brass Monkey, which sounds the like monkey. the Brass Monkey... I mean, it sounds like something that, like, definitely something more of a seafaring type of bar.
3: Right. There's that strip club in San Jose called The Brass Rail, right?
2: The Brass Rail, yeah. And the BC Boys have a song called Brass Monkey, even right. though it has Everybody nothing to do that, with this.
3: Um, well, they, g- they came back from dinner at the Brass Monkey, and they uh, opened some beers outside Mr. Mazur's property. I mean, when you live in Florida, you're on the Keys, you drink outside. Exactly. In, other, we're, we're, we're in other neighborhoods, that might seem a little seedy, but that's, that's what you do in Florida because it's warm out, humid, the salt air—it's good for your skin. Although it didn't hasn't done much for the sea hag <laughs> over the years. <laughs> but uh, and so the sea hag comes out. She sees them drinking, and she comes over, and she's like, "Ah!" And they're like, "Ah!" And she's like, Ah let me have one of these those beers, we hearties.
2: Did you're making her seem like old Greg or something for the mighty boosh? Like is she like <laughs> I mean, do people have stories like, Oh, you know, if you don't put your beer donations out there, the sea hag will come and
3: you'll be sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's well listen like, to this. Listen to what happens. They were like, fuck off, sea hag, these are our beers. They already had some liquid courage from the brass monkey, or you, you would never defy the sea hag if you're completely sober. But they did. Uh, so the sea hag pulled out her gun and opened fire. Wow! He shot Mister Mazer in the abdomen, once in the wrist, and twice in the back. I mean, she just really unloaded on him. And then she threw the gun into the canal.
2: Wow! Uh, Mister Whippo is wrathful.
3: She is wrathful. She's she wrathful or wrath? She's full of wrath.
2: She's full of wrath. The wrath of the sea. Wrath, child.
3: Uh, Mr. Whippo then grabbed her, and, uh, turns out she's not very formidable, because (laughs) he grabbed her and made her sit down and wait for the police, which she did. She's an old woman. Uh... How old is a sea hag? 62 years old. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, we'll see how haggy all all of us turn out when we're 62. I don't even want to live that long. We'll just, I mean, if you don't live near the sea, you're just a hag.
2: Yeah, you wouldn't be a, a sea hag. You'd just be a hag. Porch hag.
3: Well, so I hag. just think,
2: think of how awkward that conversation must have been. With Is who, that the picture? cops? No, like he's holding the sea hag and they have to wait till the towny cops show up. Probably took like 45 minutes. Of course. I mean, I mean what are they talking about? Fish sticks?
3: <laughs> I guess you probably have to talk about fishing. What else <laughs> does the sea <laughs> hag have to talk about? I don't Do you know. Remember that time you tried to fuck me? <laughs> The yeah, movie don't, Captain. Don't, don't, Ron. Bring that, don't bring that up when I tried to fuck you. The Captain Ron is great. Yeah. The
2: seafaring films of Kurt Russell. That's pretty much all the uh the Sea Hag knows. That's all she watches. She owns them all in VHS. <laughs> you know what this sounds like to me though? This sounds like to me that the Sea Hag had been ridiculed for decades by this guy, Moser or whatever, and his group of friends. They probably just had, you know, it's like the Sea Hags lived in the community forever. They probably call her ugly on a regular basis. They probably, you know, taunt her. They probably dare each other, like, "Wow, you know, I bet I dare you to try to stick your dick in the sea hag or something like that." You know, I bet you. They'd... What if I just
3: put my finger in her butthole? Uh, okay, well, I'll give you one beer for that. I
2: mean, you know, and I bet you what happened is it was finally like you know the sea hag walked by and uh, was like asking for a beer or something, and then they probably just mercil- mercilessly unleashed a salvo of taunts and ridicule. Like, ridiculing comments. And next thing you know, she just couldn't take it anymore. Get a gun, shoots him dead.
3: Right. That's what happened. He died. Wow. In the hospital. Um, Don't cross the sea hag. I guess that's the lesson. Yeah. Don't cross the sea hag.
2: Wow. You just don't want to tamper with them.
3: So what happened to her? I don't know.
4: (laughs) She's in jail.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It can't be much worse. I mean... She's the sea hag on the outside. She's going to be the sea hag on the inside. I mean, she's going to be like the toughest lady in the jail. She doesn't have anything to worry about. She's the sea hag.
2: Yeah. She's still frightening people in jail. I bet you no one fucks with her. No. I mean, she's, a, she's just the sea hag. Like, they, you know, they should throw the sea hag in the brig. Yeah. She shouldn't be in a prison.
3: Or one of those cages that, for sharks. That would be good for a sea hag. I think that would work. She'd be at an element. Well people, you can
2: decide who had the sickest story here for episode 33041. Go to sickwronghotline or, or go to sickwrongpodcast.com and vote. Uh, we got a few phone calls to the sick and wrong hotline 206-666-3846 is that number. We also got a couple emails if we have time. Um, before we get to our first phone call, here's a word from our sponsor Admeeve.com.
5: Ah, hello there. As a busy, young, professional couple, we were most pleased to avail of the promotional offer that Sick and Wrong has arranged with Adam and Eve. Taking advantage of coupon code DIDDLE, we purchased both a Vicky Quickie pocket pussy and an Emperor 8-inch vibrating dildo. Now, whenever the horn takes us, We delegate our tawdry acts to the machines. By inserting the luxuriously strong emperor dildo into the tight folds of the pocket pussy, we let our artificial organs fulfill their purpose, while we get on with the more important things in life. More wine, dear?
6: Why yes, I don't mind if I do, my dear.
5: If you aspire to the kind of lifestyle that we enjoy, why not come with us, not literally, as we visit adamandeve.com and enter coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. You'll receive 50% off, free gifts that you can donate to Creepy Uncle Steve, but most importantly, peace of mind as you offload your sex lives to some plastic parts. Cheers. Cheers.
2: So Wackerly, the first phone call here is uh I guess kind of Olympics related. Sort of an is that gay question, so you know what? Let's just roll the theme music just to be on the safe side.
3: Always be on the safe side or the sea hag will get ya. I don't wanna sound like a queer or nothing, but I think unicorns are kick-ass. Is that gay? I just watched my brother
4: jerk off. Is that gay? I'm at the hearing on this guy's looking over the wall. Is that gay?
3: sound like a queer nothing but i think you've got a really nice ass
4: hey
1: this is um this is big e out of shot town don't watch me watch tv but dn lance long time listener right here i've never posted shit on a forum i never called up i never submitted no story but i'm just <laughs> sitting here right now sipping down this shit, and watching this Olympic shit, and I'm just hoping that you guys are watching this shit too at some point in time during the night, because this is some sick and wrong, homo-ass shit, <laughs> I mean, the fucking Queen of England, God save the Queen, this bitch is like, she about ready to die, go to sleep, do something, so... For Lime's out there, you know, I gotta ask, man, what are y'all gonna do when she goes, leave that shit to Prince fucking Harry or William or what? <laughs> but while y'all motherfuckers out there getting fucked up, Dean Lance in the Bay Area, that's what I'm doing right now is watching this Olympic shit. And my question to you is, is this gay watching this fucking faggot ass shit? No bitches present, me, myself, and I. No no jerking off. Just watching the Does that make me gay. You tell me.
2: Well, I don't know there, Wackley. What do you think?
3: Well, was he watching the opening ceremonies, the gala? I mean, it's right in this name. Gala. (laughs) It's pretty gay. I think it depends on If he's alone watching the opening ceremonies, that's gay. I think it depends on
2: the event that he's watching. If he's watching, like, cycling not as gay as watching, like, men swimming. Have you, have you seen uh, those, that, uh, is, that is gay, yeah. Well, I was, I was seeing something on, uh, I don't know, it's, not, it's on the internet, where they're like, gay porn or the Olympics? And they'll show, like, pictures of, like, you know, dudes swimming, but they are like, you know, block out, you want to see the Speedo. And they'll show pictures of gay porn stars, also uh, private parts blocked out. You can't really tell the difference. It's pretty much the same thing. Uh-huh. You know, they're, um... It's it's kind of gay. So if he's watching swimming or diving or wrestling, that's kind of gay. But if he's watching or male gymnastics, that would be totally gay. But if he's watching like female synchronized swimming, that's not gay at all. That's um, pretty gay. Yeah. Nah, no, it actually isn't <laughs> you know, it's actually female synchronized
3: swimming. All you can see is their head.
2: You have no idea how rigorous that sport can be. It's I know grueling. you're
3: very into the synchro swimming.
2: Yeah, that's totally what about not Gabby
3: gay? Reynolds? You know, because he's black and she's black.
2: Is that the uh, is that the the gymnast chick? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, but that, that, that's not gay because she's a it's a woman. You're watching her flip around. I think it's almost pedophilic because they don't they, <laughs> they're not like very developed. Yeah, so I think that's it's if it's if if this segment was called is that you know child mol- or am I a child molester? Then I would say yes, you are a child molester for watching gymnasts perform.
3: I mean, all you would have to do is put a big pole in the middle of that. <laughs> Big mat that they dance around on And it's stripping Pretty much Yeah,
2: I mean, for the most part I mean, it's <laughs> Although strippers aren't as agile Close Oh, come on Some of them are, I guess you, I was,
4: you, we're, gonna,
3: we're gonna go see strippers this weekend And, uh I'm gonna point some agility out to you While we're there With mean... my penis Because it's gonna be fully erect <laughs> Keep well, that in your pants we and don't about.
2: piss on any ladies.
3: So uh, you know, I, like, I like that he, we're all kind of... Ugly. I, like, I mean, he, I was going to make fun of him, but then I was like, I don't really know either. Uh, like, I guess British people probably think it's all obvious, but what does happen when the queen dies? You know, he, he brings up an interesting point. Does it go to Prince Charles? But isn't she married? Like, why doesn't her husband get that shit? In Game of Thrones, it would be her husband. He would get it.
2: I think Prince Charles gets it, though, because the husband isn't, like, blood-related to the throne, right?
3: Right, but that, right? in Game of Thrones, it, it doesn't work like that. Well, Game of you Thrones, you can married. just
2: seize the throne.
3: Just go <laughs> why, get a couple dragons. Why doesn't dragons. somebody do that in England? Why doesn't somebody do that in England, just seize the throne? Yeah, how come, cool. like,
2: Banksy isn't trying to, like, seize the throne over there or something? I what Or Russell what Brand,
3: for that matter.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I, I know one person that's not going to get it is the mayor of London.
3: That guy... stuck in the tree.
2: Yeah, that guy... That, that was, that was my favorite internet meme of the week, is that dude <laughs> <laughs> that dude hanging from the uh, zip line. Great. What a
3: buffoon. I don't know. Don't go up in one of those things if you're a politician and you're a big fat ass.
2: I feel bad for the queen, though. She's got to do all these, these like pomp and circumstances, like these, these events. She has to attend these events. Like She has to go to the Olympics because she's a figurehead, and she has to pretend to be interested.
3: And she just doesn't want. She just wants to be like watching Matlock with her dogs,
2: yeah, or watching e. Sanders or something. I think that she just wants to be sitting in her house, like she doesn't want like playing with her corgis. She doesn't want to sit at the Olympics and actually have to no. watch, be forced to watch those events. She's but yeah, like,
3: could you get me my donut pillow? My hemorrhoids are terrible.
2: I wonder what happens though when she uh, finally kicks it, when she snuffs it. I wonder who's going to uh, who's going to take over. I think it's Prince Charles,
3: That's so I think gets. I think it. you're right. It'd, and be, then, uh, it'd be funny if, like, Prince Harry was just really mean to the queen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people, like, hate their grandma and are just like, God, you treat your grandma like shit. It's like, fuck off, grandma. And everybody else is appalled, like, oh, Harry, that's no way to talk to your, your grandmother. And she's the queen, for God's sakes. <laughs> fuck you. I got red hair. I'm not even fucking, I'm not even the really, like, uh, Prince Charles kid. He's just a bitter
2: ginger. Yeah, I wonder. huh uh, the second story has to do with uh, Native Americans. Or the second call here has to do That's with a Native call. Americans.
0: Hey, Dean Lance, this is Hawaii Bitch. Uh, a couple episodes ago, you guys were talking about how Native Americans quote-unquote celebrate Thanksgiving, and you were wondering about that. Well, I was talking to my dad about it, and my dad and my mom went to Montana during Thanksgiving last year, and he said that they had a sadness- parade, and they actually had balloons and streamers and floats, but they were sad, and everybody stood on the sides of the road being sad, even though they were apparently throwing candy off the float, so it was a mournful thing, and then my dad said that the end of the float was three or four short buses, and the lady who he was with told them that that was her people. The Native American My people. people. That was her people, and those My people. kids from alcohol fetal syndrome, and it was a good percentage of the kids from wow. the tribe, So apparently, that is sad. They have
3: seven babies. Now, now it's like hard to make it f- make fun of this. I know there's this a, is actually a bus really full sad. Full of FAS babies. <laughs> they
2: have like three buses full of FAS babies. It's like it's and it's a, a high percentage of the population. Wow, hmm. this is very sad.
3: My people have fevers.
0: "Quote unquote," celebrate Thanksgiving, and now you know.
2: My people uh, keep have diseased
0: livers. If it's wrong, if you guys don't have time to play this, I'll try to remember to call back during <clears> Thanksgiving <throat> and tell the story again. Love you guys. Aloha.
3: Wait, are we still going to be doing this show in in November?
2: Yeah, no, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> it will never end, Wackerly. It's because you insulted the Indian gods. This is your this is your curse.
3: <laughs> it wasn't an insult; it was homage.
2: So yeah, I guess we were wondering about that. I thought, she,
3: I thought she was going to like rip into us. She, she had that tone. Well, I was I wondering was at first. Like, you guys made fun of my people, and that's bullshit. Yeah, so like I I... she just told us a funny and story. She,
2: she told us a funny story about these sadness parades. Wow, God! Didn't they do the same thing when Michael Jackson died <laughs> down here? <laughs> Everyone's all sad.
3: Sometimes they throw one of those parades when I have to, like, throw out expired condoms. <laughs> well, I'm surprised... <laughs> There's a bit, bunch of sad trombones.
2: I'm surprised Native Americans would even call any attention to Thanksgiving. Right. You know, but, uh wow, this must be... So I wonder if people, you know, the non-Native Americans... If like people in, in this town of Montana are just like, dude, sadness parades today. We got to get fucked up and check that out. I'm gonna bring a keg.
3: Super baked is probably the best way to wash it.
2: I mean, once you, funny. I would go to this every year. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of. It sounds like it's legitimately sad.
3: It does but, sound kind of sad. You wouldn't want to do acid because you could go into that like bad trip spiral. Why not do
2: it? Why not hold sadness parades on Columbus Day? Doesn't that make more sense?
3: Yeah, same thing, same concept. They do have indigenous people's parades. You know, they're not really Native Americans, by the way. Yeah, aren't
2: they from, uh, I think, originally from Russia, right?
3: Yeah, they came over the
2: land bridge from Russia and China. Yeah, so technically, I mean, they're not really Native Americans.
3: But but they kind of treat this as, like, calling shotgun, (laughs) you know? Like, I got here first, well, fuck you, we're going to fucking throw you out of the chair. And you know, honestly, We're it's bigger like, than you.
2: Are you really that sad? Look at all those awesome casinos we gave you,
3: and all the stuff—yeah, like highways you know, I mean, and cars and MTV, Nintendos. I mean, if it we wasn't didn't for have us, do we got here?
2: If it wasn't for us, you'd be hunting Tonkas in the forest, sleeping in like sleeping in triangle houses. What's a Tonka? It's a buffalo. You don't, you don't oh. even know Indian jargon.
3: No, I don't. I thought that was a <laughs> toy truck.
2: So, yeah, I think, uh, actually, you guys do have a lot to be thankful for. So, uh, I don't know. If you ask me, someone needs the wambulance over here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about bringing the booze, though. That didn't seem to work out very well for you.
2: Yeah, apparently. That didn't.
3: We should have just left you with your with your peace pipe.
2: On, I'm going to start one of these sadness parades. <laughs> um, here's the uh, the final call. This is interesting.
6: What's up, D and Lance? Man, I'm sitting here walking around my grandparents' house, man. Sitting here uh, locking all the damn windows and shit. Look here.
2: I love this guy. This is the guy that's from Texas. they were right. the, called about the fireworks, the M-80s.
3: Doesn't I, he have a nickname? Donkey Kong or something like that?
2: It's like Papa Smurf or something, isn't it? Like Papa right. Dog Smurf or something.
3: Right, maybe it is Papa Smurf.
2: It's not, it's something like that. I just love his voice. It sounds like he's
3: about to murder his grandparents. <laughs> he's locking all the windows. Look at here,
2: man. On the gas. I'm just locking the windows and shit. Dean Lance. God, I love that guy's voice.
6: This is a big pop of Smurf again from Texas, man. Mm-hmm. I'm up in Tennessee right now. My fucking little four year old cousin is set up and had a seizure. Everybody fucking up in arms and all that shit. But, uh, yeah, I was having to throw up in the bed and shit. And we had to emerge.
2: I love how they have, you know, his his relatives having a seizure. What's he doing? Calling the sick and wrong hotline. It's <laughs> a so time and place, definitely.
6: Uh. Urgency, ambulance, whatever the fuck they want to call it, sitting around man. And I notice every time some fucked up shit happens where the authorities come and I'm sitting here helping out, I always got a fart like super fucking bad for some reason. <laughs> and so I'm sitting here holding in this.
2: So wait, wait—he's wait. saying that the five O, the police, the fuzz, give him the farts,
3: or the ambulance, the, f- the authorities. How come he's helping out with the authorities? I mean, how often does this happen? Are you obligated to hold a fart in just because like some guy that works in an ambulance is nearby? I mean, I would just let it go. I, yeah, I mean, I would too. I mean, the I, guy—I I mean, the paramedic deals in vomit and diarrhea and blood and all kinds of blo- bodily fluids, I don't think a fart is gonna, like, phase him.
2: And not to mention, I mean, you're right by somebody who's like, incapacitated on the ground. I would blame it on them.
3: Oh, good point, yeah. You know, it's just like... <laughs> Easily do that. Because
2: you lose your sphincter control so you'd be like, oh, I didn't fart. God, it must been this guy. You're right. sick, dude.
6: Farting, you can see him do fucking grimace on my fucking face, man. Oh. Real nigga <laughs> shit, <damn>. Hey <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs>
2: Did you just hear what he said? You could see the grimace on my face. That's some real nigga shit. I'm gonna tra- I'm gonna I'm gonna adopt that term. I, I think I'm going to substitute the word nigga for Jew. That's some real Jewish shit.
3: I want to hear it again. Can you rewind? All
2: right, it? let me let me play this again. here.
6: Boy, oh, he's got a fart like super fucking bad for some reason, and so I'm sitting here holding in this fart, and you can see the fucking grimace on my fucking face, man. Real nigga shit and fuck it. I just happen.
2: Okay how how do you use that in context? You say something and you're like saying that's like your verification. So like if I okay if I were to say to you Lance like if I was talking to you and I was like so wackily the other day, you know I was at uh, the Thai restaurant and they forgot to put you know this uh, the, they forgot to put my beer that I ordered on the on the on the on the bill there some real Jewish shit so I didn't even have, I got to save like four dollars
3: yeah that would work does that
2: work is that good for you gotta, me
3: you gotta say a little faster though it's gotta roll like real that's some real Jew shit right there
2: okay so I would be like you know or yeah you, you like some something like that like that that would be a good circumstance for me to use it is if somebody didn't charge me for something at a restaurant I'd be like that's some real Jewish shit right there
3: right All like right, if oh. I I could like walk out into the sun and explode into flames and be like that's some real ginger shit right there <laughs>
2: Or if I find, like, a dollar on the pavement and I'd be like, "Wackly, dude, I just found this dollar on the pavement. Some real juice shit going on.
3: Yeah, we're, we're, we're I like the fact that he works the term grimace into the sentence. <laughs> that impressed me. Yeah, that was nice.
6: That's the, big ass fuck, the biggest fucking nastiest, smelliest-ass fart. Season with my cousin fucking season out on the floor, man. Anyway, that's just, I just don't want to shit that shit. Shit just happened five minutes ago. This is fucking... <laughs> They pop a Smurf sign and now all that bullshit. So I leave you with some.
3: Fuck it, I'm high right now, nigga. All this shit one am my. He's high. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's Are babysitting to... his four
2: year old cousin.
3: And is it clear that maybe the fart caused the seizure?
2: I, you know, I, I wouldn't. It sounds like I mean, if you're grimacing from it, it's probably a gnarly, huge, nasty, odorous fart.
6: Right.
3: So I
2: imagine, like, yeah, that probably could induce a seizure, and especially in a, in a toddler.
3: I mean, let's face it. Papa Smurf sounds like kind of a big dude. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he has some just nasty parts. He's just, you, how much ranch do you think Papa Smurf eats in a day? Are you talking gallons? Or <laughs> whatever unit of
0: measurement you'd like to use.
2: <laughs> a lot. Let's just put it that way. I guess, you know, in this circumstance, I would have just blamed the four-year-old who was seizing out on the ground. However... Um, I probably wouldn't hire Big Papa Smurf to be the babysitter anymore. No. No. That might not work Still out. Still
3: is unclear well. why he's wa- locking the windows. Is <laughs> like, to keep the fart in?
2: Yeah, I, I have no idea. Uh, people call the Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Um, I did receive one interesting email I want to mention here. It wasn't really an email. It was more of a Facebook comment. It uh, came from John Light bound John Lightbound John Lightbound put posted a picture of two like Hasidic Jewish youth and it was like oh is that D and your brother and it it's not cuz we didn't we weren't raised Hasidic um as Hasidic Jews thankfully I can thank my That's father for that Jew one That's some real Jew shit right there. That is some real Jew shit. Anyway I uh, I forgot what I said. I made some witty comment back to him. And then he posted something. Hey, D, you know, in, in uh, reference to last week's podcast, the interview with the, the anal bomb terrorist guy, Um, he's like, check out, do a Google search for MLT, Afghanistan. So I did a Google search for MLT. It's called Man Love Thursdays. And I guess this is like a inside joke amongst military members over there, like foreign military guys like the U.S. and the U.K., I guess in Kandahar, Afghanistan, on Thursday nights that's when all the uh that's when all the uh, the, the sodomy occurs. That's when all the gay the gayness happens.
3: And <laughs> they, so they keep it all in one day, huh? I guess got, he said they
2: they said that uh, on Thursdays for some reason that's when all the uh the all the Afghans go gay and they like walk around like fingers intertwined. Um two men will will uh will be very close. And so like it's it's become like a an inside joke amongst the military. Like if you like accidentally bump into somebody, they're like, Man love Thursday. That's what happens. You know, if you're
3: <laughs> What it, happens if you want to bugger somebody on Tuesday? Or they they're all like
2: Dirk 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 <laughs> Dirk
3: <laughs> Save that shit for Thursday.
2: I think they, they bury you up to your neck in sand and,
3: and piss throw on your head. At you.
2: That's what happens.
3: But on Thursday, it's fine.
2: Man Love Thursdays. Yeah. I got it. All right. So thank think you John. I wonder you, if that's John, in the tourist for, guide. I don't know. I wonder if they have that. So what would uh, what would San Francisco I mean be would it just be like always like always Man Love like Man Love always like MLA or something?
3: Man Love Decade, Man Love Century.
2: <laughs> man Love all Man Love Infinity. Man I think love is what millennia. it would be. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you, John, for uh, pointing that out. Uh, people, if you haven't already, you got to subscribe to the show on iTunes. It definitely helps out the show, gets us into the what's hot category. Just go do a search on iTunes for Sick and Wrong. Subscribe, rate, and comment. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, also, for the t-shirts, the Sick and Wrong Quad OTs, I still do have a few left. And uh, some of you who do want to order one, you can email me at com. Or or through Facebook and ask me if I have your size. I would do that first. Uh, right now, we actually just um, we're having our t-shirts printed, so in the next couple of weeks, we should be unveiling the new Sick and Wrong t-shirt design. But in the meantime, we got the cafe press store open. You can get a quad ot if you want. Sickandwrongpodcast.com dot com slash store. Uh, the Sick and Wrong song of the week was actually a pick from me. I'm going to end the show with Tim Minchin's song Inflatable You. This is live. He's doing it at a, uh, it's like a breast cancer fundraiser or something. But it's a, it's a good song. It's a, the guy's very talented. I would much rather have him over here performing than uh, Russell Brand if I had to choose the two. This guy's much <laughs> less annoying, even though they sound rather similar.
3: What set, what set you off about Russell Brand recently? His show, his new show?
2: I think it's the new show that got to me. Is but also, aw-
3: I haven't seen it. Is it really awful?
2: But also, that farce of a marriage to Katy Perry, just for just you know, just to propel his career. Like, who's gonna? Do you think he's really seriously, like, seriously, was into that
3: chick? I mean, I think he probably got up in those massive titties a couple times, don't you?
2: Of course, I'd love to do that, but uh, I mean, she's she's <laughs> religious. Wouldn't? She's Christian, and I just couldn't see him like. I'm, I'm that's why, sure you gotta, that that's why you got. That's why you
3: got to get married because she's not going to let you get at those mother. Sweater puppies, unless you get married. She's got
2: a hell of a milk farm, though, that Katy Perry. Yeah, she does. I don't know. I'm sure even. It's, Jesus. it's almost
3: enough to make you go see that movie in 3D that she made. She was topless, I would. Definitely. Hmm. Yeah, anyway. Uh, not going to happen.
2: People, check out Tim Minchin. I think the guy's hilarious. Uh, the song's called Inflatable You. We're going to end the show. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode 342. Till then,
4: take a sippy. This is a love song. Your love for me is not debatable Your sexual appetite's insatiable You never ever make me weightable Delectable, inflatable you You don't have problems with your weight at all You never steal food off my plate at all Never have to masturbate at Unstoppable, inflatable you. You never seem to menstruate at all. So you're not angry when I'm late at all. I feel permanently inflatable, unpoppable, inflatable you. My arms, I feel we could just float away With the right kind of gas I might even try it someday In this ocean of life I'm never afraid I might drown We could just float forever Whatever the weather Whenever my inflatable love is around your thighs and buttocks are so holdable. You always do just what you're toldable. And if we argue, you're just foldable, controllable, consolable. You, my mates, all reckon you are suitable. I took you round to watch the football. And Stephen and Gary said you're rootable. Refutable, commutable, you You're never sensitive or tickly When I rub you my skin goes prickly It's known as static electricity Felicity when I'm kissing you Your skin is so smooth I couldn't afford you with hair You have all the holes real girls have got Plus one for the air Your problems are simple I don't need my masters in psych To know if you get down I just to perk you right up With a couple of squirts With the pump off my bike You never wake up when I snore at all A trait which I find quite adorable you have a box and you are storable Ignorable, backdoorable, you Any sexual position's feasible Although you don't bend at the knees at all Yahooters are so firm and squeezable Increasable, uncreasable, you Now birth control is not an issue Clean it all off with it. I bet my jealous friends all wish you were insatiably, inflatably theirs.
1: I'm from South London. Hey cock munch, are you eating them fucking 50 pound burgers and wanking enough to the, your mama? <laughs> that's really racist, because I said he was from Morocco, so that's really bad, but... Canadian, really? Canadian? You're eating the fucking thing right No, I'm talking to the guys that he's not off. you not speaking to them. Bah, wah! Wackers, lawns, layers,
0: bellend, whiny, wah, <coughs>